You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Pubostradamus. Still? What? Yeah. Alright. Now, whatever. What's so. He's still so. taking his victory lap. Yeah. Westworld. Woo! Okay. That Trump victory tour. He's on. He's going to go to city after city. <laughs> That's so right. like, Thank you for all your Westworld. Yes, I'm, I'm Poobah of the Year. You see my <laughs> magazine cover? Did you see everything I got right? It's huge. <laughs> it is so bigly. Um, is this, a, this is gonna be a, a normal episode. You know, and like all normal episodes, we start off with a rap. <laughs> so drop it like why it's hot. I think we, I was <laughs> laughing because we've been here for about an hour and a half. If, yeah, if you listen to our last episode through all the, the mess of the echo, we're trying to solve those problems. We hope to never have that again. So, right at the moment, we're in a room with four people, three microphones, two laptops, and one pair of headphones. <laughs> we plugged every cord into every hole. Sounds like a Christmas song. Yeah. Right. Plugged every cord into the leaping. Are there? Yeah, we've tested everything we could, and we think we've got it solved. <laughs> that looks so stupid. I really feel like the key is Solve, 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 solve. I, I, I fit... I figured it out. The key is the Apple sticker. Yeah. On, on the laptop. It's upside down. The name brand. Upside down. I think I broke the audio jack, so at this point, I'm literally holding it in place. Like, how do we sound there? On the headphones? We good? Uh, we're okay for now. I hope so. Cross my fingers. I'm just happy to point out that headphones fix everything. You were right? Well. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> So what? What's the sheet of paper you got over there? Oh, I'm really disappointed because last last week I got. If you listened to our previous episode and heard through all the echo, I was really excited about this musical we were talking about writing. I thought this was our ticket out of this slump, oh, <laughs> isn't it? And I figured you guys would all come with songs and stuff, and you really disappointed me. <laughs> I made a song last week. That's as <laughs> songy as I'm gonna get right there. So yeah, Cliff was uh, extolling his love of Hamilton. That's right. A very popular musical right now. And we live in the midst of the Mid Ohio Valley where some of that history went down. Aaron Burr very famously staged his uh treasonous coup right from Blennerhassett Island, right down the river here. I can do a mean rendition of the Humpty Dance. <laughs> okay, later. Yeah. That's pizza time. <laughs> Extra crispy style. Alright there, Pooba. Straighten the ship here. Rap. <laughs> I'm not segue into it. I'm not sure there is a proper segue into it. Alright, so yeah, we got all excited about our, well, I did, I guess no one else did, but I thought we could write Blunder Acid, a hip-hop historical musical. Because that's what people are really into right now. I love the idea. We need to chase that. So I, this might get, this is either the beginning of my podcast career or the end of it. So I, I read a few uh, lyrics. So if you were a rapper, what would your name be? 
And I have Puma's take, you know? <laughs> That's a perfect thing. It really is. Uh, I don't know what that was. If we go 80s style, it's got to have MC in the beginning mm. of the title. I, yeah, yeah. I, I made a New Year's resolution one year, a couple of years back, but I wanted to use the word suck a MC more often in conversation. MC okay. suck an MC. I never, did, I never did stick to that resolution. So ladies and gentlemen, come to the stage of the microphone. We have suck an MC. That was a brilliant set. Yeah. I, I, I get my mood on. You only get one chance. Put your, put your head up. One shot. Don't throw away your shot. What's that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally listened to one Hamilton song on YouTube and then spent two minutes on Wikipedia and I came up with this. Okay. Ready? More of that. <laughs> This is Splinter has an eye. Down the mighty Ohio, a mile or three, right outside Parkersburg and Bell Three, there's an island there where men are still free, where they tilled the land and cleared the trees. And then maybe just were a little good county, but they know a thing or two about tyranny. This is Splinter has an eye. So they built a house and they called their friends and talked a little bit about means and ends and even if this new country wins, the power still power and the money still spends. And they're harming Blunder Hassett, so rich and so sure. The man got a lot but need a little more. He ain't out catching fish or trout from fur. He's inside rubbing elbows with air and burr. This is Blunder Hassett, I. They hatch an ambitious plan and keep it silent. Louisiana's purchased and Texas full of dry dirt. Is it treason? Can things turn violent? Keep up, son. This is Splinter Hassett. I. <laughs> that just burst into flames when he threw it. That was amazing. <laughs> when Clem throws a beat down to that, <laughs> iTunes, I, iTunes, baby. I think we just got our first bit of premium content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all redacted from the beginning. People had to pay extra to hear that. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That's, of, that's my new ringtone. A lot of, <laughs> of downtime in Asylum this week. Yeah, that's a real brain power. Whew. That was excellent. I'm impressed. That was so effing sweet. Give me, uh, let's, let's just go to a beat category here. Oh, where do we go from here? <laughs> Movies! That's probably enough for the day. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under root! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment. Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> Movies. So, you guys see any of these trailers? Which one did you see? Watch trailer? Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, okay. Uh, yeah. So, War of the Planet of the Apes. And I know it's Planet of the Apes because what Harrelson said, Planet of Apes. <laughs> Come right out and say yeah, that it's right. what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, it looked pretty good. I did not see this. What this is today it came out. It's good. T- please tell me it does not have James Franco in it. Nope. Oh, thank I God. I think he got killed in the last one, didn't he? 
Yeah, sort of implied he died between the because there's a big plague and most of humanity's already gone. So yeah, there's very little likelihood he's showing up. Okay. Yeah. And in a, am I correct to assume that in the trailer Caesar died? Because it seemed like they alluded to there was it looked pretty final. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't show that in the trailer. For right now. Because in the trailer they basically show that the eight. The wild monkeys, apes, whatever—they're the ones that try to make a peaceful ends to the means, and the humans are the one that say "f you," you're gonna die. And That's what I love about this movie, like the first one ends, and you should really be rooting for the humans because mm-hmm. you, you don't want the world to end. But you're like, yeah, go get them, apes. You know, like Westworld, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're rooting for the robots. It's another—it's sh- another show that shows we suck. Hashtag robots. Yeah. I uh, I have to admit, I saw the first one with James Franco. I must have missed a movie in between. You saw it with James Franco? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the... I well, yeah, we sat there. Shared a bucket yeah, that's right. But my kids and I watched it, and we... We kind of laughed through the whole thing. Is it okay that I don't love them? I, I mean, I know Jordan's a huge fan of them. And I, I like the old movies. Like, even though they're campy and ridiculous... Yeah. I find more entertainment in those than I did the well, first one. I, really? Yeah. I don't know. I really but, like the new ones. Well, I like them. That just I'm not head over heels for them. They've been pre- think fairly they're... critically acclaimed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The CGI across the board. Everybody you know really raves about the CGI and all, it's all that. It's amazing. I'm just so I just I don't know. It's not. Here's the guy that plays Caesar, Andy Serkis. Yeah. yeah. Has he ever has he won an award yet? He should. Mm, yes. I just the, yeah, the emotion he was able to get across as Caesar in that second one, where like you know, one of his friends betrays him, his family's in danger. Like one of the best performances of last year and, yeah. just because he's an ape. I'm well, still having trouble making that leap to thinking of them as actual animals. Mm-hmm. Like it just still even though it looks good. It's still, I can't make my brain click and al- allow me to be absorbed in it, I guess. I just see the animation. Your pseudoscience sucks for you. I saw a monkey shoot a bow and arrow, and that's all I need. I was like, I'm <laughs> in, I'm absorbed, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm like, yeah, yep. I just know where this is going. It, it, it makes me, I get the impression this is, they have plans for this to go on and on, and until they, until the, Animals are running everything. Well, the original series That's went what I mean. on for like eight or ten movies, didn't it? And the TV show. Seemed like that, but yeah. Wasn't and there a cartoon movie and some cartoon seasons? Yeah. It is kind of following that original pattern, though, because the first one, you just followed one astronaut, you know, small-scale mm-hmm. story, and then it built, and by the end, it was this giant war between humans and eight. Like, so it is, this one looks like real bigger, you know, and the last one was just got one city, just one tribe against one city. This looks like you know worldwide combat mm. tanks and armies and I don't know. Woody Harrelson looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I like the he's like shaving his head or something. It's like it's like real contrast to them. He's like I'm I'm gonna have a hair yeah, on my that'll body. Be, that'll be the fashion of the future. Right. Everyone's gonna you know skim down, him shave his eyebrows. I want to see like. Him, he's on the balcony doing that, and you look over, and like Caesar's on the other balcony shaving himself. <laughs> and you go, like, he looks like freaking Woody Harrelson. 
So I assume everyone else wanted to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll see which one you guys... Uh, there was more, yeah. But Very yeah. webby. Saw the Spider-Man trailer last night. Uh, it's... You know, a lot of these are... We're definitely shooting for the younger crowd now on some of these. Uh, it, it, looked, it, looked, it looked really good. Uh, uh, to me, I feel like it's finally hitting the perfect Spider-Man. However, like... I did see a comment on Facebook about the Mile Morale story of his best friend being a character that is very similar to what they're showing in the Homecoming, and that's really a disservice to the the characters. Well, I looked it up because I couldn't remember that guy's name. Which okay, his best friend in this movie, the guy who sees him, you know, crawling around the ceiling or whatever. There in the Miles Morales story, he has a best friend in high school who knows his his secrets. His name is Genki, Genki Lee. He's a Korean-American guy. And this one, they hired a Filipino-American actor. And it's Ned Leeds. He's not playing this Genki guy. Okay. So in the credits, he's listed as Ned Leeds, who was, a, you know, back in the 60s, he was introduced as a, a part of the Daily Bugle staff. He was like a reporter. And, and he ended up being a hobgoblin. That was a long story. But, yeah, apparently they introduced a, a chubby Asian character... To be the exact character that Miles Morales has, but he's not playing that character. Hmm. And there was some quote of uh, somebody seemed to think like, "Well, if they ever get around to doing a Miles Morales story, they'll want to save him for that." So I'm very confused. Throwing in Ned Leeds, Liz Allen. Uh, it's not Mary Jane. She's like Michelle or something. So I, yeah. the supporting cast, I'm very confused by who, who's even involved in this movie. It's yeah. not Mary Jane Watson. No, that's Zendaya. No, she, yeah. she's playing no. somebody else. Zendaya. I'm so confused. And the, uh, I like the guy playing Spider-Man, but I still think it, my Spider-Man is more making a bunch of jokes, and this guy is so just surprised that he's Spider-Man that I'm like, ready for them to get past that. I hope it's not the whole movie. He's just so, hey, whoa, look what I did. You know, that guy can only take so much of that. We get it. Spider Man. Well, I will say this is the first time that we've ever seen since his inception the vulture looking cool. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't love the look. I saw the snippet. I look, I, yeah. I love Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. That, he looks great, but he had like armor. Is he supposed yeah. to have armor? They released a toy. Hasbro did. Yeah, so there's something leaked that you see, and he's wearing like a bomber jacket, it looks like mm-hmm. military. Yeah. Like a, kind of with a falcon layers or something, so, yeah, it seems like some sort of... I don't know, I think of the vulture, like, old, and, you know, Larry David. Why did they cast Larry David as the vulture? Well, Michael Keaton is kind of old. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, looking like the original art, I guess. I like that got the, the furry, like, collar around his face. It's like, yeah. more like a bomber jacket, but it, you still get the kind yeah. of fur. I'm sure it'd be cool. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick at it. I, 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 my first instinct was, I, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. I did see where, like, the, uh, Robert Downey Jr. interaction with him. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that. I wanted you to bring him up. <laughs> where, there was a, a mime about it that he was like, or was mime. Like, what? It was a mime. <laughs> We're showing it right now, but you can't see it or hear it. Because he's a mime. Where he says, I'm your uncle now. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, and of course, he's supposed to be in there, so there'll be some Iron Man or Solace snippet sure. of that and him 
What's Another awkward moment, just like they had in that was uh, good in uh, the Captain America movie. Where what, what someone did point out about Captain America sh- should be the one that's in there leading him rather than Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. I don't. I don't They're know. on the same side. Or yeah. I yeah, I thought that makes perfect sense. I thought it was okay. I, w- I had the same thought. The vulture was a little. Eh. But, uh. But I like Michael Keaton. I think he'll bring I, I do too. I, I really go back like to the Green Goblin. Like. Which was awful. Yes. So compared to that, this is effing awesome. Okay. Okay. We had another trailer. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had uh, a new trailer this week. Is there anything James Gunn can do that's not just well, right on point? Totally awesome. Well, I'll say this. I loved, uh, you know, we, we vote, did we not vote that our number one? Yes, number one. Comic book movie. Not without modern some controversy, day. but yeah. there's lots of controversy. Yeah. Yeah. I had no trying, controversy. It was, it was trying to fund a recount, but we're, the courts are involved, we're not recounting <laughs> any votes. Right. It wasn't my number one, but it was, it was my number two. So I, I, I absolutely love that movie. Maybe it's one of the closest things to a perfect superhero movie, but honest. When I, I look at this new trailer and I love Groot in the first one and yeah, cute baby Groot. And all I hear is everybody loves baby Groot. But man, it's just, it crossed that line to where it's really kiddie now. Before it was, it was also including kids to enjoy it. And now I feel like it is just catering to kids. It's like I, it's cute, but I hope it's not, I hope that's just the trailer. Shoving so much of that into it, I can I, only take so much. I was hoping for normal group, yeah. not this baby. Oh, I, I mean, I liked it. I, do. I got the yeah. same reaction. We've known for months it's going to be baby group most of this movie, but I I hope that later on in the movie we he get he grows up or whatever happens. And, yeah, and it, I'm sure it'll happen. They're just it's a good bit. Don't ruin it. Yeah, don't. I just yeah, no overkill, please, because I love so much about that group. What did you think of it? I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it again? Oh. Bastard. I saw the teaser. The teaser was enough, so I'm going to try to avoid... Okay. Did Did Vin, Vin Diesel reprise his role, or was it placed by someone else? Uh, who knows? They, uh... Now, who has put... They did a lot of shuttle, some of the same stuff. They put a new 70s song over it. Mm-hmm. You know. They have spent all their money on rights to songs. As a defeat... <laughs> as How a DC, yeah, as a DC fan, explain to me who Mantis is. Oh, I can tell you about Mantis. Go ahead. I would love it. Well, where do we start? Unfortunately, she was an Avenger, believe it or not, and her her skin should be green, but it just depends on what continuity that they're going with these days. But originally, she was an Avenger member from. My brain's not working, so I can't go for that far back, but. She was an Avenger, I know that much. At one point. Is she was she ever in the Avengers? Yeah. Is she an alien? Yeah, she's an alien. Okay, that would and explain she, well, the antennae. But she was part of the bit when they introduced Rocket and Groot and, mm-hmm. and that new era. Okay. Abnet and Lanning, their whole run. She That's had empathy powers. Like this and Bug and a lot of these new characters. That's when they kind of became more enjoyed with Guardian. It was actually kind of creepy to see that she had skin color, like, Cream-colored skin versus green-colored skin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it says, like, um... Hold up. What's her origin? 
Come I on, think it's Wikipedia like uh, nine issue one twelve of Avengers, nineteen seventy three. Wait a minute, did I just know something that Seth didn't know? Uh, I I knew she was an Avenger. I asked you because you said it like four times that she was in the Avengers. So I just asked again just to pick at you. But I didn't know what issue. I didn't know much about her, honestly. Well, I obviously knew nothing. There was a Dark Tower picture released. Like a he's just gonna Matthew Ma- over that. Man, what else moving on, so moving what on. Forgot about man. I said. Oh no, I warned you. Well, look it up. Okay, so well, you got the iPhone. Come on, man. <sighs> There's a dark tower picture. <laughs> so there's a dark tower picture. You're too drunk to be doing a podcast. <laughs> I've been at this for a while oh tonight. Dark, dark tower picture show Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba and Mantis. Yeah, all three of them. <laughs> I find editing this clip. Yeah. Anyway, they're like doing a stare down, standing right in front of each other, and it just did not thrill me in the least. And like you were saying, what you had heard or seen, it looked really cheesy, and it just does not look like what I'm wanting. It's just not right. Is this the leak trailer you had seen well, previously? No, I have, this is just a this is just released, just some picture of the oh like pictures, or, okay, and it just didn't thrill me. Not the look, I guess I was expecting. Or what he had explained before. Um, just as a side note, because I saw this today, they, you know, the next Fast and the Furious movie mm-hmm. is the eighth one. And they've wow. changed the name. It's gonna be, I think the first one without Fast in the title, it's gonna be called Fate of the Furious. But, the only reason I bring it up is because the poster they put out says F-A-T-E of the Furious. And I'm like, how did they not put F8 of the Furious? It's the eighth movie. Like, yeah. it really, that really bothered me. I had to point that out, how stupid they are. Okay. So, there's been so many of those that there's a whole generation that has grown up on Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's somebody's favorite franchise. Yeah, not ours. They're not terrible. Me. They don't bother me at all. Like, they, you know what you're getting going into it? It's, I, I have some friends who are real gearheads and love yeah, cars, okay. and they're like, oh, do you hear this car is going to be in it? They, mm. Like, we talk about Mantis. <laughs> they talk about, you know, the 68 Dodge is going to be, like, it's, yeah. I, I have no problem with these movies. I've seen it's some not, of them in the There's some that I thought were terrible, and there were some that I thought were pretty good. I, I like cars, too, so. Yeah, so I'd rather that than adapting, you know, some random board game from the 80s into a fake movie. Yeah, Absolutely. We have nothing against the Fast and Furious movies. I just brought that up. The... I had seen this weeks ago, but then they brought it up again today. I saw about um, God Particle was on the slate, just a, a movie, J.J. Abrams movie, I believe, and they were, it was on the slate. It got removed, and they were already rumoring that this was going to be like the next. Yeah, that sounds like a fake name. Yeah, like the next Cloverfield-type movie. Like we had Cloverfield, and then we had 10 Cloverfield Lane, and then there was God Particle, and so it was, some people were suspicious that it was going to be another spinoff of that in that universe. And now it has suddenly disappeared from the schedule, and now it's been sl- slotted in with a Cloverfield movie. It's the same thing, obviously, what people thought is true. But supposedly the story is a team of astronauts who make a terrifying discovery that challenges all they know about the fabric of reality as they desperately fight for survival. 
assumed in the Cloverfield universe. Did anybody see the first one? Did we talk about yeah. it before? I never even saw the first one. Well, that's what, did they ever, like, the, the first Cloverfield movie and 10 Cloverfield Lane, did they ever say that was in the same universe? It's understood. Yeah. But, I mean, they've never actually said. Okay. That, that's what not I'm Not everybody's asking. seen it, so we're not going to just tell yeah. everybody. It's implied. How's that? Okay. I think that's the gist you're supposed to get. Anyway, it's it's just a unique way to do it. There's different. There's going to be different films in this franchise. It's just expanding the universe. It's not just continuing a linear story. They're coming at it from a, several different directions. I just thought it was neat knowing there's another one coming out. Um, let's see. As far as movies, that's it. What do you want to do now? Animation. You want to talk about something? Animation. Well, we had the our first teaser of the new DuckTales cartoon coming out. So that was fun. It was very, very brief and did nothing but get me excited. And then it was over. What was, what was the one that went out? Uh, all we got really was a logo. We got the themes a little, you know, the, the song and, uh, the Scrooge's coins dropping down on the, onto the logo. And that was pretty much it. So Jordan, did you grow up with DuckTales like oh, we did? Yeah, I it. It's so. just right after me. I was gonna uh-huh. say it. I figured it. I mean, was, I remember it. I've yeah. seen it, but it wasn't. I wasn't in love with it. Because I figured, like, I feel like when it came out, I was around fourth or fifth grade, maybe. And I'm trying to remember the year. It was probably around '87, so that's probably about right. And how old are you, Jordan? <laughs> well, I started to figure out, like, because I think... Just cut him open and count his rings. Aren't you younger than Cliff? Uh, by a little bit. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. So I'm just trying to get in this all one lot. He's too old. I'm an 80s kid and a 90s kid. Um, yeah, so... Well, the, the um, I saw, like, a... <laughs> I saw a poster of it, and they added, like, a female character to the DuckTales. Or Webigail. Yeah. She but, was always on DuckTales. <laughs> a real family. But she had a gun. That's what I mean. Like, is that the same character? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I erased that from my memory. Cool. She was on every episode. She was on most of the episodes. <laughs> At some point, I think. I just love Gizmo Duck. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we got our first glimpse of the animation, and uh, you see Webigail, Launchpad, uh, the boys, and Scrooge, and I think Donald even. So I don't know. Did in the poster didn't they show Tailspin like uh, the plane in the background? I didn't notice it if they did. I guess that could have been. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I could be too drunk. That's highly possible. But I believe I remember the pl- the plane in the background because they were launched down like 
it looked like they were like on a, an adventure mm-hmm. looking for yeah. treasure well, or I'm whatever. Sure it's a new connected universe yeah. of all the right. Disney cartoons. Bring back that, that Disney we're afternoon. Share that afternoon continuity. Yeah. Because I was okay with DuckTales, but I love Tailspin. So. Tailspin, Rescue Rangers. There were Gummy Bears, um, the Mighty Ducks. There was a whole year by year it varied, but. I'm sure they're all coming I'm back. sure they are. Been waiting 20 years. <laughs> Any other animation? Not for me. Okay. Do some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. There was some news this week about Apple TV trying to get some rights. Uh, the guy that founded Napster, Sean Parker. What? <laughs> Sorry. This past year, he made, awesome. waves. he made waves. He made waves. What? <laughs> anyway, he he was trying. I'm have a mental breakdown on there. <laughs> He, he was trying to find, uh. As odd as it is, it I think is he's so sweating some of that alcohol. <laughs> Open that door up, please. Uh, <laughs> we get Best box- episode ever. Yeah, we got you boxed in the corner. <laughs> well, <laughs> did he not have something to do with Facebook in the beginning of it? Oh. According I to the, so. according well, to the movie. Yeah, social network. Yeah. Anyway, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he made waves by announcing a service called the Screening Room, which was, would offer major theatrical releases on demand at home the same day they hit the movie theater. Oh, wow. Haven't they been, they been trying to do that for years? Well, he's he was trying to. <laughs> at a bit, big cost, $150 for access to the box. <laughs> no, thanks. And then... Okay. And then $50 per viewing. What? We had to the box first, and then if you want to watch a movie at home that's in the theater... $50. $50. Well... I mean, or not. I mean, I, I can go to the movie right now. It's going to cost me $50 to take my family. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's a big price. I I totally agree. It's a big price. I'm asking you. Fill your living room full of people and make your own popcorn. I'm not saying charge five bucks at the door. That does have a 60 inch uh, TV, I do believe. And a beanbag chair. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) I'm not saying that it is cost effective. But <laughs> that's then, what it is. And that's what he was talking about. And then now a new report. Well, you're saying it, so I'm projecting that. Yes, as I'm, that I'm behind. He's made correct with everything else. I'm just reporting it. <laughs> but no, I mean that doesn't seem ridiculous to me. No, me. The either. day Star Wars comes out, I can sit in my pajamas and watch it. Right. The minute I want to watch it, with no. anyone I want to watch it with or not watch it with. Pajamas or no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that's overpriced. But that was that was what he was offering. Okay, here's, here's more really what. So potentially, we can... <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. It's all right. Apple. I just, I just was excited about the jumble party. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really gonna. Hey, pajama party. I'm really gonna hate to listen to this episode back. No, I'm not gonna pay that much because right. I'm, I'm too cheap. But that's you know, as an early adopter, you know, people spend way too much on yeah, this. This is. I spent two hundred dollars on my first DVD player. So what? If you think like, oh, DVD, oh, who would need this technology? So it'll the technology cost to go down. It'll be alright. So Apple's trying to convince Hollywood movie studios to give them early access to theatrical films. And I haven't been drinking. Right. <laughs> Everyone else here has been drinking, but I'm still sober. They want to be able to pay. Well, like, would you pay 50 bucks to watch the latest Disney movie? No. Well, I think that would only work right? if you got it in Not advance of the movies. Like, if you said... Yeah, and this is the opposite, because yeah. what, what he was offering, the Napster guy, he was talking about day of. And actually, what they're actually getting to is not even then. They're talking like a few weeks after it comes out. Where normally, you know, usually they have three months. You got 90 days right. mm-hmm. that nobody can do anything with it. And they're just saying it won't be 90 days anymore. Would you pay the extra money to have it in three weeks after it came out in your home? 25 to 50 bucks. You know, I, I bet there's people that are going to do it. As much as I hate going to the theater and dealing with crowds and yeah, people I mean, talking and texting, like, I, yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah, I think it would only work if you got it in advance, like fifty dollars in advance of I think the movie. Dreaming advance is ridiculous. Before it comes out in the movie theaters, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, fifty dollars. I, I want to be sitting on set as they yes. record the movie. I want, <laughs> I want them to film and edit and deliver it to me. Right. I want to copy well, the script. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just thinking of like the nerd people that are out there, and you know, like I oh, can nerd see would pay five hundred dollars yeah. to watch yeah. Star Wars a week early. That's that's what I mean. Like if you could get ahead of the, it comes out to the movies. You, well, you are you're getting ahead of the people watching at home. You know, you're you're still getting something for your money. You get to stay at home and watch the movie. Yeah, but then again, some of those movies premiere in you know China a month before they oh, premiere. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know, move to China, Michael. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's gonna go over great. <laughs> anyway, okay, back to streaming some more. Okay, I watched. You said uh, the image revolution on Prime. That was like I can, I can take a hand. Watched it. I could take a hint. I really want to, when I heard about that, it came out a while ago. I really wanted to see it. I didn't know it was on there. I watched it. It was pretty good. It was, uh, it was a little more information than I knew. I'm sure you probably knew everything that happened, but it was, it was, it was well done. Nobody was made out to look like some terrible person. Like I expected it to be from somebody. Somebody's viewpoint is what I was talking about. the, The seven founding fathers of image comics. They made a documentary about them. And that was my worry that it was either going to be a puff piece, talking about how awesome they were, or a complete hack job, like everyone there was terrible, so I'm, I'm sure. I thought it was fair. Okay. I thought it was, well, I felt like I was getting a real story. I, I'm not sure who did it, but anyway, it was, it focused a lot on Rob, Liefeld, and, and they would talk about Todd, and he would, you know, they were all spoke, they all were interviewed for it. Um, but nobody was made out to be too much. They kind of, like, Rob, Leifeld does a good Todd McFarlane impression. Like, oh my gosh, it's good. And he was like, make him, said how Todd talked to him and <laughs> give him a speech in the boardroom and Todd, you only want to do it stuff. And, and, but he would totally give props to Todd too and say, he'd yell at us and scold us, but he was well, right. Todd was his mentor when he was at Marvel. That's the, the yeah. you got that feeling and he was like, but he, he was saying Todd would scold us because he was getting everything done and we weren't and he was right. You know, so he, 
it was just, it was nice to hear them talk. I think they're all friends now. It helped. But they, they talked fondly of each other. It was neat to listen to some of the goings on because immediately they all had their own studios. You know, he had Extreme and, uh, Sylvester had Top Cow and so on. What was, wow, what was, uh, Jim Lee's? Wildstar. Yeah. And just how they were dealing with that. And then they all kind of just wanted to exclusively do things on their studios and not share it. And that's when everybody started the infighting. So it was good. That, but when they started like trying to steal talent from each other's studios and stuff, trying to steal Michael Turner and things, they, you know, I think Eric said, Larson did not do that though. Yeah. I think they said that, uh, Rob called to talk to Michael Turner or get him. Yep. And Sylvester answered the phone. And he said, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> and that was it. Like, he pulled Top Cow out, out. And it was just stuff like that that I didn't know what what happened. I, th- I thought it was good. To me, that's probably the most fascinating, the second most fascinating era of comics. Like, you have the 60s Marvel bullpen. I would love to see a documentary or a movie, you know, set in that world. Mm-hmm. But this 90s, especially if you're newer to comics and don't weren't around in the 90s, like, these guys became... Rock stars. There was no, you know, everybody before that toilet obscurity, no one knew who the artists were or cared. And these guys started cashing checks and having parties and living a wild lifestyle as comic book artists. And it, it, the the 90s were, they were like, yeah, talking about that, just like Rob talking about how many cars, he's like, everybody's cars out there in that lot, I bought them. (laughs) Yeah, he had so much money he didn't know what to do with. That's insane. And for it happened books. so quick, and then it ended so fast. And yeah. Oh, he said before, you know, he did. they did this, and before a minute went by, he had 100 employees. You know, it felt like just, like, too fast. It was too too, too good, too fast. Oh, I remember trying to search for Youngblood 1 and the, the Zero issue and... and the sad part of of all that that has happened from beginning to end is Eric Larson on Savage Dragon is the only artist to continue as the artist and writer of the original series that he started. Yeah, a new issue of Savage Dragon just came out this week. Yeah. He wrote and drew it. It was issue 200 and something. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, they included talking about when Kirkman got a hold of him and how he offered to drive, him, he'd, to drive Larson to the airport and didn't even know where he was going. He's like... Who is this guy? Like, I can, yeah, I can remember when Kirkman did Tonkatron Studios back in the day. If I'm correct, I hope. I don't know. But yeah, this is a weird, we're in a weird time now that many of the pros, the young guys breaking in, were fans of 90 stuff as kids. So like, yeah, Kirkman idolized these guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird time in history. And I did just have a guy at the shop buy a copy of Youngblood Number 1 from my back issues for a dollar. <laughs> and he and he's like, don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, what no, no judgment here, man. Either the zero issue or the first issue dealt with the assassination of um, Saddam. That I mean, that shows the date of it. But as far as other streaming, I have been trying to catch up on 2016 movies. You know, because there's a lot mm-hmm. of. I like to listen to things. You got a list to fill out. We're waiting. Right. I gotta know what the best movie of the year is, and I, I gotta. You know, the, the fans are clamoring. No one's saying anything. I, I always do this. I do this. I've always done this myself, figure out what the best movies, my top ten or whatever. So. You, you have lists going back. Oh, yeah. How many years? No, um, every year. Are they, are, are they like in a fireproof safe? Somewhere? Yeah. Like, they're online. They're do you still do that like app where like 
Yeah, that's where I started doing it. It was a what's a website called Flipchart, and you can sit on there and it puts up two movies in front. It's it's not the perfect way to do this. Let me tell you, I, you it puts up two movies in front of you and you pick. Well, I like this one better than that one, or I haven't seen this, or whatever. But and then they ranks about them. that like years ago. Yeah, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> and I've, I've if you look, it'll say how many times I've picked this movie over that movie, and it's you. It's like a hundred thousand times or something. Like I just sit there on my phone and do it while I'm watching TV or watching a movie, you know. Anyway, I trying to catch up on the latest ones. I watched Hell or High Water, Chris Pine. Ben Foster, Jeff Bridges. It's real. It's a like Western, you know, modern Western. I guess they were uh, Robin Banks. You know, these two brothers and Jeff Bridges plays the sheriff after him, or an old retire retiring sheriff on his last case. You know, very no country for old men feel to it. I thought it was really good. Well done movie. Definitely recommend it. I watched. Don't Breathe, which some people would say is a horror movie, I guess. I, I don't really like horror movies that well. It's more of a thriller to me. Same Raimi? I think so, yeah. The blind guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the guy. That's what I thought. They're robbing people and the guy is blind. So, yeah, I had seen that preview before I watched some other movie. I was like, that looks good. And it was thrilling and I, I recommend it also. Good. If you like that kind of stuff. And I saw Don't Think Twice. Which was uh independent movie. Mike Berbiglia, the comedian. He had Sleepwalk with me, I think four years ago. Just he wrote and directed it. Um, it's about a comedy improv troupe, and it had, it had several independent actors you've seen before, including him. They're comedians, uh, Kate and Coochie. Um, <laughs> I forget who else, but anyway, it was it was. Well done. It was a nice dish. It was about basically a one of, of an improv troupe making it going on. Oh, know. that's what Keegan Michael Key. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Get onto like a Saturday Night right. Live kind of show. Right. Exactly. And how that affects everybody else. And you know, I'm sure they're basing it off of some real experiences. I thought that was really good. I saw this is to Jared Lowe. And this is called This Week in Taika Waititi. <laughs> I was to say, I watched his latest movie called Hunt for the Wilder People, which I spent five ninety nine to watch it, and the next day it became $0.99 cents on Amazon. Oh, nice. So, they were like, oh, Seth, Seth yep, played it, pulled the lever. Exactly, that's what happened. I don't care. I'm is happy, he going to make his list? Happy to support it. But it was really great. Just another great movie from him. Uh, about this. You wait. I am. I just was waiting for my turn. Okay. But it was about this. You hop in on Taika Waititi. Yeah, he's getting Taika Waititi. Not yet. So anyway, <laughs> about this kid that has a, he's a foster kid and he kind of gets put in his last chance home with some people who get stuck together with Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. Kind of a gruff old man and they end up having to, the kid kind of thinks he's like Tupac's his hero. And he thinks he's very gangster, and it's... I know, I know the feel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you reminded me of when you came in here with your hood up, rapping, and... Yeah, that too far can cut set. All right. And they, uh, it was... I think it he was, was in the Humpty Dance video. He was. Huh? He's part of the Digital Underground. Sure. Yeah. That's where he got to start. He didn't even know how to drive. Sounds like he got <laughs> It was excellent. Again, these were all good movies. 
And the last one, which was my favorite, it's called The Lobster. Anybody hear me about that? that? I've, well, I've actually read stuff about it and watched trailers about it. Okay, and well, I want I, to watch it. I will tell you this. It's on Amazon Prime for okay. free. Yeah. You have, if you have Amazon Prime, I, which I know you do. It's on there. It's got Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss and John C. Riley. Oh, but okay. the, and he's good at it. But the plot is this is an alternate, you know, world. It's it's Earth, but alternate reality. How's that? Where if you are not coupled up, you Where know, if you, lo- if you yeah, if you lose your significant other, if you get dumped, say you get sent to a place like a hotel. And you have 45 days to match up with someone else or you get turned into an animal. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Sounds about right. And it is really good. Really good. What they do in Michael's and dimension. The lobster thing is that's the animal he chooses. He would, if he doesn't make it, that's what he wants. I want to be a lobster. But isn't there like some, re- like rebels that want to be like, they just want to party and dance and have fun off to the side? I don't know if that's exactly how I'd explain it. No. Okay. I would say there's people that don't like the way it works. How's that? And don't necessarily want to go along with it. Or obviously there's people that aren't going to make it and don't want to get turned into an animal. How's that? Okay. And are doing their own thing. Yes. But it, it, I thought it was real. I really liked it. I don't know that it was perfectly pulled off, but it had so much going for it that, and I could not stop thinking of That's the movie I couldn't stop thinking about all week. After watching all those, so I I put it at the top of that list. Definitely yeah. recommend it. Well, I yeah. did notice uh, we watched the live-action Jungle Book, which is, you can stream it on Netflix right now, and we hadn't seen that one yet. Uh, so the we had talked many episodes ago about the deal Disney has with Netflix now to where all their newer movies are... They end up on Netflix rather than going to Stars or HBO or whatever. So we did watch the Jungle Book the other night, and it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't the animated version uh, that I'd hoped it would be, but uh, it was all right. Okay, so he's going into another dimension oh over God. here in the corner. So his yoga face <laughs> it's getting redder. This is terrible. <laughs> um. This is going to end up like a public service announcement by the time we're done. Right. <laughs> I can have one right this now. This is your podcast. This is your podcast. <laughs> you guys don't understand the stress I've been under. This is my free time. Um, has anybody watched Yoga Hosers? No. It's on Netflix. I saw some clips from it. They, uh, the last time I said Comic Book Man, mm-hmm. it was all about coming back to Jersey to do a premiere for Yoga Hosers. And they showed some clips of it. Yep. Weird. Like, I thought it was just kind of a clerk's, you know, homage, you know, two girls in the convenience store, but they're fighting, like, little tiny Nazis. And well, it's a little girl power movie, it yeah. looks like. I don't know whether it's good or not. Michael, watch it. Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. It's like a cross between clerks and Scott Pilgrim. And it really disturbed me because he was on a uh, podcast with Joe Rogan, and he was talking about how he made this movie for tweens. And Joe Rogan made this offhanded comment that he, he he went through this long explanation of why he made this movie the way he did and, and why he did what he did. And at the end of it, he made it for tweens, and it starred his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. 
and it was for tweens, and he knew that they, the audience wouldn't find it until <laughs> later on. And through Netflix, like, all these <laughs> young girls, like, started... Tweens? Com- yeah, tweens. Started commenting on he how... He made much- it for tweens. Yeah. And it was <laughs> for tweens. I'm getting to the punchline. Okay. He is more compared. What are you laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> In how, like, he made it for this very select audience. and But they did not find Tweet. it until it was on Netflix. Go listen right. to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. That's what he said. said. Go on. Okay. And Joe Rogan made this offhanded comment on how all these queens that were commenting on it were probably 40-year-olds that live in their basement of their mothers. And I'm like, yeah, that's... I don't live in my mother's basement, but I'm in that age demographic, and I love the movie. Because I understood it from start, it had clerks references, but at the same time, you could see, like, all these, I'm laughing because they're laughing at me, but they, they made all these, like, Scott Pilgrim references, where, like, when each character was introduced, it was like a video game. It popped up, it showed, like... The preview I saw yeah. made it look like that, I agree. It was a, it, I see, that is a good comparison, because some of the stuff I like, had those effect type things, making like a th- splat, and... Yeah, I mean, it, th- th- that is the perfect, like, if you like Scott Pilgrim and you like her clerks, you'll like this movie. Well, I think Kevin Smith has given up trying to have a mainstream career, and he's just going to do what he thinks is funny, and, and just work with the people he wants to work with, and keep low budgets, and... And actually, like, believe it or not, like, I felt like this was a very entertaining movie. Like, I mean, it's not like a highbrow entertainment type of movie, but the way um, his daughter interacted with her her friend Johnny Depp's daughter, I, I, I don't know, I don't remember her name, but their chemistry on... Tween Depp. Yeah. Their chemistry on screen was perfect. Like, the way they acted, it was good. It had little catchy jokes in it. And it was entertaining. And this has something to do with Tusk. I was going to say, yeah, well, it was this one before. It, it was a continuation of Tusk because they had a small scene in Tusk where they were at a convenience store where I think Johnny Depp and someone else stopped. They were looking for the guy that turns into Tusk. And, and, and they referenced it in the movie that they were the ones that led them, blah, blah, blah. Did you like Tusk? And, yeah, it was okay. It had its moments. I haven't heard a lot positive about it, so I never watched it. It was on Prime there for a while. And also in the movie, they reference why they're called the Yoga Hosers also. Like, um, I would hope. Well, the, the, the guy that plays... <laughs> they're the Canadian, Tusk, right? The, well, that too. But the guy that plays the Tusk character in... Tusk? Yeah, what's his name? Justin. Yeah, he plays... He runs his own yoga studio that... And the first scene is called Yoga Bear, or, uh, God, oh God. <laughs> That's a terrible name for Yoga Studio. <laughs> yoga God, I'm done. <laughs> oh, <down with> the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, what to do? Um, Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. <laughs> That's it! <laughs> I, <laughs> That's the name of his studio. Yogi Bear? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. That explains Yoga Hoser. And then at the end of the the film, it's named like Boo Boo Bear or whatever the... Oh, gee. TV! 
failed this city. Run, Barry, run! Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. TV. It was good. Watch it. Okay. Who watched Flash? Ooh, I did. Ooh, ooh. Go right ahead. Oh, wait, what? I didn't watch it this week. I'm yeah, that was a trick question. <laughs> You're throwing out responsibility. <laughs> Dang it. That's why I never raised my hand in school. <laughs> did anybody else watch Flash? I did, but... Sit down. <laughs> I need a drink. Uh, so yeah, this was the winter finale, right? Yeah. Mid-season finale. Mid-season. The winter. winter yeah. Season finale. That's what kills me. Like, cause, mm-hmm. again, I, I think I brought this up at the last podcast, is before, like, I don't remember them having, like, the show would just end. Yeah, there was just a break. Yeah. We didn't make a big deal out of it. It wasn't a special episode. But now they're having, it's either mid-season or winter finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this one was a great episode because it opened up with Trickster. On oh, I totally, I wanted to watch, I, oh, I gotta so go back great. and watch it. Mark because, Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill reprised his role, but he was the trickster of Earth, Earth 3. Three. So mm-hmm. we got, any of those 90s Flash fans got Mark Hamill versus John Wesley Shepard. Not it was so, scene, but, but it was so good. So yeah, this was our, uh, we, we unmasked, in the last episode, right, we unmasked Tom Felton as Anarchy? Yes. Yes. So we've got him captured. Alchemy. Alchemy. What did I say? Anarchy. Anarchy. Did we unmask him last episode? Yes. I think so. Like, but did they ever actually show that he was Yes. Alchemy? He pulls Savitar's, like, Julian, become okay. Savitar, er, An- Anarchy. Anarchy. How much have you had to drink? We need, a des- we need a designated podcast. <laughs> He pulls the mask out of the, like his little secret file cabinet drawer. What a place to hide it. Nobody okay, will find so it there. Dave, yeah, uh, I forget they use science and track him down and figure out who he was. I don't remember how. <laughs> it's very scientific. <laughs> they use science and math and running fast, I think. Um, no, they look, they, um, wasn't it Caitlin that research, like the paper that he had originally written right, on? Right, 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 right. There's a flashback to like the 90s. He was in some cave and found the orb or whatever that howled Savitar. And they're like, don't open that. And he did, and it killed everybody else on the thing. And kind of Is it the Philosopher's yeah, Stone? Yeah, which I thought was funny. Okay. As a Harry Potter actor, they're like, yeah, that is Philosopher's funny. Stone. That's funny. But uh, So yeah, he's been possessed for decades. So he doesn't know when he becomes alchemy. He just has missing time. Mm-hmm. So they end up Figuring out because he had written some papers about this stone and the myths. Because Barry questions him the first time, and he doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking about. He just gives him yeah, like so a, he's in, abbreviated. He's, he's not lying to them. He's innocent. So they finally figured out, and they dump him in the the holding cell underneath Star Labs. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And so, which at first I like I hated that where he was just like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like that was same to the the character of him. But it didn't show any, like, character growth. So, Barry takes his mask off and reveals himself. What? Which, you're gonna trust me, I'll trust you. Oh, of course, God. Barry, someone else knows Barry's secret. Anyway. I'm just waiting for a prep, press conference where he says, <laughs> I'm the Flash! You're like the only people that don't yeah, know. The four people out there who don't <laughs> know who I am. 
So, yeah, they use uh, him. They uh, kind of strap him to a chair. I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, but they like they use him to channel Savitar to get Savitar to come. Now, okay. before that happened, John Wesley's ship, which I can't believe I just said his name correctly. He you tries. Think, you think you did? Well, I think I did. He tries to battle Savitar and gets his ass whooped. Home. Yeah, that was a pretty brutal fight. Yeah, like he brings it home. So did Barry jump ahead in time right then, or was that later? I think that was later. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when will Barry learn? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, they kind of channel Savitar, so you hear his voice through the. the what is the first guy's character's name? Julian. Julian, yeah. He's like telling them and they give this uh like prophecy and they're going around the room showing everyone of Flash's friends like one will betray you, one, one will fall, oh. one something. So now this will be the rest of the season that somebody's gonna die, someone's gonna betray, and there was a third one I don't remember what it was. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> just point. <laughs> So okay. yeah, they're like, what's all that about? Oh, whatever. So yeah, then Barry jumps somehow, trying to run really fast, goes to the future for the first time, and he sees Savitar kill Iris, like five Ooh. months from now. So he comes back, he's like, oh, we gotta do something to stop him. Uh, Which again, we... <laughs> Which again, we've ran into a villain that is working reverse in time to the Flash. Like, cause it's obviously Savitar, like, Flash has done, like, he references where the Flash has done something in the future that affects Savitar. So he's working back, backwards in time, just like the reverse Flash. Which is not fair to Barry. Yeah, this seems, feels awful familiar to what's mm-hmm. already done before, but, uh, they had Christmas at the house, they invited Joe's new girlfriend, they gave Wally, Kid Flash suit. Is it the same one we've seen? The yellow. Previously. Yeah, okay. So they finally, God. they kind of did, they revealed that uh, HR was training Kid Flash and Joe's like, oh, he's not ready. And HR has a heart to heart with them that, you know, sometimes father figures, you gotta show confidence in them. So Joe and Wally had a good moment of like, I, I trust you, son, and that kind of thing. Did he do it while he twirled a drumstick? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That that whole subplot I hated from start to finish. <laughs> start. <laughs> oh, um. Anyway, um, the HR plot or the Wally the, the Wally subplot because it was okay for Barry and I, I it upset Wally that he wasn't okay even though he was faster from Wally where he was at. Yeah. <laughs> Wally was initially faster than Barry was yes. at the beginning. Yeah. And that bothered you. Run, Michael, run. <laughs> okay, Arrow. So yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. It basically, uh, Julian, there's now grudging respect. He got, he got Barry's job back. Mm-hmm. He made Barry leave at the last episode. And he joined him. So this Christmas. was just kind of setting up, you know, the next, the next half of it. Have we had any background at all on this Savitar? He gave a little bit about, you know, this, this artifact they have. The Hindu god, god. The god of motion. Okay. And the comics, like, those two characters never ever cross-reference each other. 
Savitar and, and um, Alchemy. Like, they were two totally different characters. Like, they never cross each other. They're acting like Dr. Alchemy is, like, a, a underling of mm-hmm. Savitar. Right. Whereas Alchemy always came way before Savitar ever showed up in the 90s. Well, it seems, I think we're kind of done with the Alchemy. It seemed like... So we're... Well, now that Kid Flash has his powers, a, it's he's okay. He's in Flash now. jail. Yeah. <laughs> so... anyone watch Arrow? No, I caught the spoiler. Bucky did... Well, Bucky texted me an expletive that I can't repeat. <laughs> I know that. I even that right. Expletive. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hashtag expletive. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the Kapowskis and the Jessies of this podcast. But... I have good reason. Okay. So did anybody watch Arrow? No. That's a big no. 0 for 4. Seth watched it, didn't he? Spoiler <laughs> alert. Nope. Um, was Prometheus, uh, Detective Lance, or whatever his role is these days? I don't know. What's the spoiler? <laughs> I didn't say it. Well, the reason why I asked, because there was one episode... I thought that was Vigilante. No, Vigilante is the, um... <laughs> Two people who didn't watch it. <laughs> arguing about it. <laughs> Can we move on? You didn't watch right. Okay. No! Spoiler! Laurel shows up at the uh, Arrow Cave at the end. She's not dead. I hate you. <laughs> Alright. Um, Guardians. That, oh, I'm sorry. Legends. Legends. This is the show I did watch. And we're in 1920s Chicago is where they end up. And I thought... Chicago! <laughs> I thought it had a really slow beginning. Like, the guy that was playing Al Capone looked like a kid. Yeah. Like, baby face Nelson. And, yeah. <laughs> so... For me, I was like, oh, this is going to be the episode where it's just not good. I'm not going to be into this one. Halfway through the episode, I am loving it. Uh, we got fully introduced to our um, Legion of Doom. We've got the Reverse Flash, Malcolm Merlin. Who am I for <laughs> Damien Dark. Damien Dark. And... Not included, but... Solomon Grundy, mm-hmm. Brainiac... The Toy whoa, Man. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you All right. Mike? He scared me for a minute. Are you, you seriously about Solomon Grundy? Yeah, yeah. Cheetah. Um, no, you're, you're lying. They're in the swamp? Yeah. That sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Al Capone, Legends. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. have, I have a actual question. <laughs> Alright, what's your question? Did... Snark <laughs> uh, <Schnark> show... <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my god. Is this over yet? Break that bottle over your head. Okay, so Leonard Snart has started appearing to Mick. But it's it's obviously all in his head. Okay. Is that what Snark meant? Yes. (laughs) Translation? Snark. Snark, snark. Throughout the episode, okay? That was kind of a... Weren't they? Weren't the commercials like promising the return of yeah. Captain Cold? It was just it was misled. Yeah. So, Steel and Ray are suddenly bros, which was. Uh, Did Adam get his upgrade to his uniform? He's got his new suit that looks exactly like his old suit. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Devastated. <laughs> What else happened? Um, somebody, this is just a, okay, this is so, a thought. Somebody could take notes on what happens in these episodes. <laughs> I really remember you reaching into the ether. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Listen here, Mr. Two and a Half Hour Podcast. We're just trying to stretch it out to meet that uh, precedent. So, the reverse flash basically captures Martin Stein uses his little magic box he used on in season one of The Flash to look like Martin Stein without killing him this time. Then he goes back to the ship in search of the amulet that they have been looking for. I can't. (laughs) So he's looking for the amulet and basically tossing the ship while he is disguised as Stein. And then... Uh, basically, he gets discovered. They fight the Reverse Flash. There's a gun that can yeah. There's a speedsters. Yeah, it's pretty ineffective. <laughs> yeah, it la- the effect lasts for two seconds, and then um, long story short, Sarah makes a deal with Merlin after he shows up and trades the amulet for Stein's location so they can go save him because they still have it. And Mick and Vixen had a cutesy little moment. Yeah, I didn't care for that. A little peck on the cheek. Do we still like Mick? <laughs> yeah. I'm so over TV right now. <laughs> I I heard that Mitchell Flick is going to be coming on uh, Supergirl. Supergirl. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like for a couple episodes. And the rumor I heard it would be like a crossover with her and Flash. Mm-hmm. That... They were supposed to possibly be doing like musical episode type thing. Oh, really? And that would, ex- I did that would hear expl- a musical. That would explain a good reason to have him making them do it. Well, I think day. that was a rumor the minute she was cast in Supergirl because they had were both on Glee. I oh, okay, I didn't know that. So yeah. both Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist had musical backgrounds. Like, oh, we're gonna do a musical episode. Like, we'll never do that. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. Right. Seeing how cute they are together. And oh yeah, and you know what happened. That's my question for Jordan. And Clue, how does the CW shows rate for you, like, from favorite to worst? Like, to me, it's... You want us to rank them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. To to me, it's Flash. I need an app to... Yeah, which is which. Well, to me, it's Flash, Supergirl, Guardians, and then Arrow. So I figured Supergirl would be ahead of Flash for you. The way you gush about Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Flash is my favorite by far. Until I'm sabered. 
you, what do you guys say? I would I would say Flash is my favorite, and then uh, and Legends is Legends is probably more fun to watch than Supergirl, but Supergirl might be a better show. And then Arrow's at the bottom. So yeah, it's what do you look forward to? Well, what do you look forward the most to watching? You know, probably what. Out of all of them, which one would you cancel? I could easily you all say arrow. So out of the other three, answer that no. question. I like Legends. That's the one I don't uh, miss. Yeah. Then right now it's probably Supergirl, which is amazing because when that show came out, I was extremely hard on it. That is amazing. And then it's Flash. Which last year they would have been reversed and Flash would have been better, but. Yeah, I, well, yeah, if we're talking overall, my answer might be different than this season because Flash has been kind of yeah. a downer this season. So. But Legends, I, I, it's fun, it's quirky, it's ragtag, everything I'm all about. And yeah, you're getting a bunch of uh, DC <laughs> Easter eggs here and there. That's yeah. what you love, so. Yeah, so. We totally glossed over the point of the entire episode of Legends was we find out the amulet leads to... What is it, the amulet? It's the amulet it's, of... I don't think it has a name. I don't what know the name of like it. A reference it's a compass that leads to the sphere of destiny. Of course it is. That's what it is. Well, the reason why I say that is because going to the comic continuity... Not continuity... Is the Justice Society of America in World War II cannot go across American soil because mm-hmm. of Adolf Hitler had the spirit of destiny. Okay. And if he had the spirit of destiny, like, I can't remember the reason why, but that was the reason why they could not, they had to stay in the United well, States of America. Okay. Well, they're tr- searching for it right now, the Legion of Doom, as we know it. Well, Adolf's spear of density. Yes. You are my density. So, Adolf was into a cult. Yeah. He's a nut on the side. So you guys remember that show Powerless is supposed to be coming out? Yeah, when's that going to premiere? February 2nd at 8.30. That's a DC show. There you show. go. Mm-hmm. NBC. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a DC show. Yeah, Single camera comedy about an insurance company in the DC universe. And it will play for one season before moving right over to the CW, it says. Right, So, yeah, can they reference main characters like Supergirl and Flash? I don't know. I can't imagine they can on a different network. I bet they could in name. But doesn't that, that, I don't even know why they're bothering with NBC. Like, they said they're doing it in a season and it's going to CW and then it will fit a lot better. Oh, you're being serious. I'm being serious. It absolutely is. Oh. I didn't know that. That's the plan from the get go. Okay, well. I take that back. Let me paraphrase this. Uh, so this is re- this is from Bleeding Cool. <laughs> well, so nothing, no, no news you get from them can you count on. But let me look at it's even by that one guy. Show is expected to air on NBC for one su- season before being moved to the CW. That's but he says where? But he's, I think he's he's well known for being full of it. So I guess. I've probably been caught. That's why I hate his articles. Yeah. Because he's always full of it. Mrs. Alan Tudyk and... Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'd seen a brief preview they did months ago with the Crimson Fox, who did not look good. Okay. Last thing. Last thing I'll say. HBO 
has another show they're working on. Mm-hmm. And the other genre that I love as much as Western robots, oh, no. space drama. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Is that, is that the name of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would watch no. a joke on space yes, drama. Yes, so would I. Yeah. It's, it was announced. It will, the HBO will work with Abrams and his bad robot production company to develop Glare, an hour-long drama exploring the colonization of another planet. That sounds great. An mm-hmm. HBO mm-hmm. space show. I'm all about it. So, yeah, I was definitely... Excited to hear that. I know nothing more about it. But hopefully it's coming out in 2017. <laughs> Sunday, 9 o'clock. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a, it's going to be an off season to Westworld at somewhere along the line. Okay. We have the, uh, real quick, the, the winter finale, the Agents of Shield as well. We wrapped up the Ghost Rider storyline. And, uh, do you want to know what the next storyline is? Yeah, let's get it. I don't care. As they said, yeah, this season was called Agents of Shield Ghost Rider. Right, right. Oh, so you're telling me so what the next, next season next has a title. Half a season. Next half a season. Um, well, let's guess. Agent Ward, okay, let's guess. Back. Let's let him guess. Agents of Shield, colon, what? <laughs> Something just crashed. What the hell was that? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever he ran into when he went out there. <laughs> I was in the mini fridge. <laughs> that was all that oh, yeah. stuff falling out of the fridge. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> fridge fall. <laughs> Warg returns. Warg returns. <laughs> I don't even have a guess. Uh, this season kind of wrapped up the, the mad scientist they've been working with. Created... Arnim Zola. Created Ada Chacosta. Oh, basically a, a a robot, and no human could read the dark hold and contain its power in their mm-hmm. mind. So they let the robot read it to save the day, open a portal, save the dimension, whatever. So this opens the door to life model decoys. Oh, okay. So next season is. I laughed when they showed the title card. It said, "Come back in January for Agents of Shield." LMD. Yeah. I mean, like, who knows saying. what LMD means? Right. You know, I guess they said it in the show. Well, it's all over the comic books, obviously, yeah. so. But, yeah, they should have just put, like, Model Decoy for, yeah. the, hmm. for the, the layman. But one of the members of the team was replaced with a robot, so Ooh. we're gonna have a Battlestar Galactic kind of thing, so. So we're done with, completely with Ghost Rider? Yeah, and it okay. kind of wrapped up his story and. To be seen like, on Netflix, basically. Hmm. I saw uh, the first photos of Jessica Jones meeting Daredevil, mm-hmm. so getting ready for the Defenders. Well, Luke Cage got confirmed for season two. Season two. Very excited about that. And, well, in the comics, but it's referenced that, like, there we start Iron Fist coming up also. And one more episode of Walking Dead left. This. Sunday. Season, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What happened this week? This last one was better. These uh, the previous two were slogs mm-hmm. to get to, but this one was a lot stronger. Anybody else watch it? Yeah, yeah. We have Carl stowing away, mm. like uh, in the comics, like in the comics, and along with uh, Jesus, they're both in the truck, and Jesus uh, is trying to show Carl how to roll out of the truck, and Carl says, uh, "Show me." And Jesus rolls out of the truck before they get to the compound, 
And Carl stays on the truck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's Negan kind of taking Carl under his wing, showing him so you get to see a lot of the Savior's compound. And there's supposed to be drama of like, well, Carl might think this guy's really cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and but nobody's falling. They haven't it. set that up well enough. Right. I said it that, could have been a great hour. Because Carl questions his dad. And yeah. like, why are we being weak on this? We need to do that. You know, Carl is looking for a different uh, path. That part of He's never going to go with, ne- you know, there's no, he's not going to join the dark side. It's like Luke and the Emperor. You know, there's no drama there. Luke is not going to betray his friends and go with the Empire. So the drama was really lacking. Even though it was a better episode, it was just sort of Negan showing off in front of Carl. Right. Look how powerful I am. I make everyone kneel down. Look at all mm-hmm. my wives that I have. Aren't they hot? Check it out. So, it, yeah, it with a little bit of better setup, it could have been a much stronger episode, but it was still pretty good. It was good. The wives aspect of it was very much out of the comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a little drama there. We, you know, we get introduced to the Iron officially. Mm. We, this old white face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we got to see up close and personal was, what, what Negan does with a hot iron. Pretty gross. Yeah, I, I just, I think Negan could be such a great character if he had less evil intent. Like, if he was the anti-Rick. Because I was thinking this, if you showed up and saw Rick's group, you'd be as scared of him as you are of Negan. Like, here's this guy who puts up with no BS and takes care of business, will kill people when he needs to. Like, Rick's a pretty scary dude. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you could be introduced to this Negan character and be like, oh, he's so scary. But wait a minute, he, he has respect of his people, and he, he's got things together, everybody's safe, nobody's right. getting eaten. Yeah, I mean, this has been done before, but yeah, that that they could have set that up better, made him look... He's the, can come off like the much more rational one of yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. So, But again, they've made him so evil, and he antagonizes everyone. Like he's he's never good cop. He's always bad cop, and he's he's keep pushing people, pushing people. So they they've just gone a little too far in that direction. For my taste that there's no there's no ambiguity there. Mm-hmm. There's no nuance to it. Yeah. Well, let's call it. Is that really at the end? Yep. That's yes. Yeah. You can say it. Spray it. No comic news. <sighs> Oh my no. god! No comic news. I skipped Star Wars too. Right at hour twenty, we're good. <laughs> Once we cut up forty minutes, are you breathing? <laughs> hey, uh, record his breathing for ten seconds. <laughs> cut that out of the audio. <laughs> I think you should probably do a PSA at the end about the dangers of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink in podcast. I knew he couldn't say it. I knew we weren't going so to get out of it. So, for our audience, at least... No, no, no. Well, no wait, wait, wait. Let's let them know. We've now been here in this building to podcast for six hours. <laughs> oh, my God. I showed up halfway through, so I'm, like, yeah. I'm fresh. He's, yeah, he's just like a daisy over there. Well, all we need is Michael to say the final words. Say the words. It's hard enough, normally, to get him to say it. As always... I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. And I am MC Jordan Lee. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm tired. 
best episode ever. <laughs> if you say so. I don't know. <laughs> You're the one that has to edit it. Yeah, you guys won't see me for about four days. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.